Entrepreneur on Fire 762. Go out and make a difference that people love. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. We all know how important sleep is, but do you get enough of it? If you're ready for better nights and brighter days, visit casper.com slash fire and use promo code fire to get $50 towards any mattress purchase. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, David Sturt. David, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. David is the executive vice president of the O.C. Tanner Institute and a New York Times bestselling author of great work, How to Make a Difference People Love. He has been interviewed and quoted by the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, CBS Radio, Huffington Post, and numerous other media organizations. He is a weekly contributor on Forbes.com and is a highly sought after speaker. David, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally than Found upon the biz. You know, I think that gives a pretty good overview of, uh, of, of where I've come from. I've been involved in uh, entrepreneurial uh, ventures, um, uh, just have been involved with a lot of product development work over the years and a lot of research. So, um, love insights, love to see how things work, and uh, love to write about them. So, that's a little bit of background about me. I was born in England, grew up in South Africa, and now live here in the States. Well, David, your journey has been uh, pretty awesome in a lot of different ways. It's been a roller coaster as all entrepreneurial journeys have been. And we're going to really, Fire Nation, be diving into that roller coaster of a journey in a minute here. But David, before we get into all that, share a success quote and why you chose to share it. For me, it's, uh, it's make a difference people love. It's that simple. Um, if we get stuck in our day-to-day grind, which a lot of people do, they kind of have their head down just working on their basic tasks and job responsibilities that are in their job description. But uh, the joy and the value creation comes from thinking about how can you make a difference that people love. And I, I love using that word love because we don't use it a lot in a business setting. But when you start thinking about what will somebody just love, what you think about your favorite products, your favorite services, when you just went, oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's, that's what we got to be thinking about more in our own work. What can I do that people would just love? Will they just go, ah, I love this. And I think it just ignites uh, a certain passion in you and starts firing those, uh, those uh, neurons and those creative juices that get you thinking about stuff that will really make a difference and really create new value. Well, I can agree, David, with firsthand experience. I mean, for a long time, I was doing things that people didn't love. I mean, I went to law school. I went to corporate finance. I was in commercial and residential real estate. I mean, something that I didn't love and just didn't evoke any passion or, as you said, ignite any sparks inside me. And finally, when I settled in on Entrepreneur on Fire, and I was just like, wow, I want to create something that not only that fires me up, that other people are going to love, that's when all the difference happens. So Fire Nation, like, what can you do? 
You know, what are things that excite you that you know that other people are just going to love? And then how can you just, you know, leverage that home and just make it happen and, and a big impact around this world? And David, Entrepreneur on Fire is kind of a unique podcast for a number of reasons. You know, number one, we're daily. Number two, you know, we really like to highlight the journeys of our guests, specifically starting way, you know, way back in time or for, you know, some of our guests it's potentially just yesterday, but the stories themselves that we start with are failure stories, our struggles, our obstacles or challenges that we all face as entrepreneurs. So David, take us to a moment in time when you failed, when something that you did didn't just quite work out the way you were hoping for. And let's kind of dive into some lessons that can be learned from that. Sure. <laughs> well, that's pretty easy. I tell you, my, my worst week in my life comes to mind. Uh, we had, uh, I was working at the time for a little startup called learning.com up in Portland, Oregon. And uh, this, uh, we, we had just killed ourselves to, to produce a new product that ended up being just awesome. It was actually teaching technology skills to kids in K through 8. Uh, schools. So there's some technology standards that came out that said, you know, every kid needs to be literate across a fairly broad range of technology. And there was nobody who'd really put together an, a, a curriculum and a, and a digital learning experience to deliver on that. So we came up with that. And, uh, you know, it, right after the dot bomb thing happened, we had our <laughs> VCs just completely walk away and go, you're, you know, sink or swim, you're on your own. We had to let, let go half the company. We came up out of the ashes and, and created this awesome product. But uh, we were we were in our second year going to a version two. So we were upgrading and we, we changed our entire uh, uh, software platform for delivering this uh, this web-based experience. And in the process of that, we launched the new version, and we had a few bugs and problems as we came live. And, you know, that's not unlike other, you know, ventures. And, but uh, one morning on a Monday, uh, our uh, DBA, our database administrator, was in there cleaning out some old um, uh, demo accounts that were trial basis accounts. And he had made some changes to the, to the database schema and he went in and ran this delete query to delete these old trial accounts. Well, the problem is he'd made some changes and didn't account for that. And so this delete query blew up and deleted a huge portion of the database of all of the <laughs> student accounts, teacher accounts. And, uh, and it was a disaster. So he comes, actually it wasn't in the morning, it was in the afternoon. And I remember this distinctly, he comes into my office and he's just white. He's just, he's just ashen. And he said, oh my gosh, I think we've, I've deleted all the stuff and I can't get it back. And so I said, no problem. We're hosted at this, you know, huge data center that has all these backups and we're in great shape. No problem. So I call this firm, and I won't use the name of the firm, but you'd recognize it, big name, call them up and say, restore the data from the most recent backup. So I, so I call them and they're, they're scrambling and they call me back and said, um, when we switched over to some new servers, somebody didn't turn the backup software on. So you don't have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's your worst nightmare. 
So we're up all that night trying to rebuild from the most recent pieces of data, rebuild this thing. The next day we come, we come up live, we start getting calls coming in from customers around the country saying, we can't, can't get into your system. We had teachers who had taken their kids into, into labs to do their exercises, and they were calling into their school district saying that the software doesn't work. And so we, by, by, you know, Tuesday goes by, it's bumpy. Wednesday, people are calling in. By Thursday, customers are saying, we want our money back. We, we, this, is, this is a disaster. And so we have this emergency meeting at six in the morning, all hands on deck. Um, and we're trying to decide how do we, how do we save this company? We're going down in flames. And uh, so we, we meet, we say, okay, let's send flowers to every teacher. Let's say we apologize. We'll, we'll get this fixed. Uh, and so we, we rally, and right after we get out of that meeting, my head of technology, who we at the time had one senior Java developer, walks in and meets with me and says, I'm having an absolute breakdown. I got to quit. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I can't, I can't do two weeks. I'm done. I, I, I just, this is too much. He'd been wait, working crazy hours. The stress was just insane. The company looked like it was going to go down in flames, and he walked off. David, (laughs) and i thought by friday i thought this is this is just your worst nightmare well you know we buckled down we called in we luckily were able to get a consultant to come in and uh, we worked through the weekend we were able to rebuild a bunch of the stuff and day by day we picked the stability back up and uh, teachers were blown away they'd never had a software company ever send them flowers so they were just blown away and go, well, you know, stuff happens and <laughs> wow, what a nice gesture. And, and you know what? We'll be back on it. We'll give you a week to kind of get it figured out. And uh, within a week, we were back up and, you know, through the bumps and, uh, and we survived it. But it was an absolute unmitigated disaster. I think we made decisions to try to rush a little too fast. Um, I think we worked too many hours uh, and uh, we didn't have the right processes in place to really protect against something like that. So it was just a an absolute nightmare. So I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so David, there's a lot, like a lot, a lot of takeaways from here. The takeaway that I kind of want to focus on and pull out for Fire Nation, our listeners right now, is the reality that with every single storm cloud, there truly is a silver lining. You just need to look for it some way, somehow. And yes, like it was an unmitigated disaster. There's no ands, or buts about that. But the silver lining was, how can we now go above and beyond and potentially wow our clients, wow our customers? And that happens via those flowers. And that, you know, will have made an absolute impression that went forward many months and potentially even years, you know, after that whole disaster was, was forgotten, you know, when they couldn't just, lo- you know, for the teachers just not being able to log in a couple of times, you know, was forgotten a lot quicker than those flowers being delivered was. So that's something that I really want Fire Nation to focus in on, that there is that silver lining. You just need to keep a as calm and cool collective head as possible as you can at that moment. David, what would you say of all of that lessons that you learned? What would be the one that you want Fire Nation to walk away with? You know, I think when you're in a crisis situation like we were, it's easy to get flipped around by the turbulence of what you're going through and completely lose your bearings because it's just such a nightmare. And you're thinking and you're living in the reality 
of all of the failing things and all of the sort of the nightmare that you're living in. And I think for me, one of the big lessons I learned was to keep your eye on the horizon, keep your eye just a little further out than just embroiled in the, in the tumult and the commotion of the crisis. Look just a little bit ahead and, and what, you, what you get by keeping an eye on the horizon is you get some stability. Mm-hmm. You get some stability of saying, you know what, we can get through this. You, just that belief that, you know what, as dark of a day as it is right now, as bad as the storm is, it's going to pass. We can get through this. And some people I noticed just got so embroiled in it, it's almost fatalistic. And you got to get people thinking about the next day or the next week. You know what? We're going to come back up. We're going to get this figured out. And you do. And I think if you just keep an eye to that horizon, you know, I used to be a windsurfing instructor and anybody who looked down when they were trying to balance and they were trying to deal with waves in the water, when if they would look down thinking the, that's where the <laughs> waves are coming from, they're going to fall over. They're going to lose their balance. But if they keep their head up and they look to the horizon a little bit, they get the stability where their brain gets to kind of calibrate based on that horizon and they get to uh, a balance a whole lot better. And I think the same principle is go, when you're going through a crisis at work is keep your eye to what will give you balance and restore stability so that you can get through it. And, and you get through it. You just do. More often than not, you find a way and, and you come out on the other side. And that's where customers learn the integrity of your company. I mean, every one of those people looked back on it and said, man, you, yeah, hard things happen to any business. And you guys stuck with it. You, you, you stood by your word and you came through it. And we had some very, very loyal customers after that that were willing to give us really good reviews despite uh, how awful that was at the time. Yeah, and I love just that whole idea about looking above, you know, the the flames, so to speak. And another way to kind of talk about that Fire Nation is, you know, don't lose sight of the forest, you know, by just spending all your time down by the trees. And David, what I'd love to do now is go to the other end of the spectrum and have you tell another story. And just like, man, I felt I was there in that room when that guy walked in ashen faced to tell you that he had just deleted a chunk of that database. Like, Let's keep that same mentality moving forward in that storytelling format when you share with us the moment in time that you had an aha moment, a light bulb that went off. And then, David, walk us through the steps you took to turn that idea into success. I've had the good fortune of having a few of those along the way, and they are defining moments, aren't they? They yeah. are these moments yeah. where you just go, ooh, that that is cool, and then it gives birth to... Uh, sometimes whole businesses and and new products and I, I I've had uh, a few of those along the way and I'm trying to think of you know what would be what would be a an interesting one um, that I could draw from in a in a different category um, yeah he, you know he, here's one um, an aha moment that just made me go wow that that would be cool we um, uh, you know as I as was mentioned I work for the OC Tanner Institute where we do a lot of research around how people work and what 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 helps them be successful and we recently I recently had something where the, the core of the OC Tanner business is actually providing employee recognition awards and award programs for large organizations around the world so one of the types of recognition we provide 
for a lot of big companies is a performance recognition system. So if somebody has gone above and beyond, if somebody's just totally delivered and, and the organization says, man, we want to give this person a, uh, you know, nominate them for a president's award, for example, something where they saved the company millions of dollars or had some huge impact. Well, as part of that, we host all of that for organizations. And so individuals will go in and, and, and type in a nomination for that individual. So they'll go in and say, this is what I saw this person do. This was the outcome that delivered all of this value to the organization. So we have literally millions, <clears throat> millions of examples of people <clears throat> who have done extraordinary things in the jobs they have right now in regular companies all over the world. And I was thinking to myself one day, man, you know, it would be interesting to find out out of all of the experiences, all of these awards that we've sent out, literally millions of awards over the years, are there any common patterns to what people do that drive that kind of success, that create that kind of value? And I then the aha moment hit me. I thought, what if we, it's like a big data problem. What if we were to dive into that data and look for patterns? What would we find? Would we find some patterns that could explain how people actually innovate, how they actually go above and beyond? And that, and that sort of hit me when I was driving home one day thinking about this. And you know how it is, you know, you're kind of noodling on something. It's <laughs> kind of mulling around in your head and you don't it, you haven't had that lightning moment that aha moment yet but you can start to feel like in your mind there's sort of these not just creative juices but you kind of feel these these thoughts starting to accumulate and then all of a sudden you go whoa I think we're sitting on the world's largest database from which to do that research and so we we you know I, I came back I met with our CEO I'm like we've we've got to we got to get a research team together and dive into this stuff. And, and it was just instant. You know, he was like, man, you know, we've done all this research around recognition and how employees are recognized, but we've never really drilled into what did they actually do to deserve it and what if we did find specific patterns. And so it, it was an awesome moment. And then sort of the next carry on for that was when we started actually pulling the data out and looking at it and and slicing and dicing it and seeing these patterns emerge that people do that have a huge impact on uh, on their outcomes so you know it, it was it was a profound moment to sort of go whoa i i think this could really help us and that's what then subsequently led uh, to the book that we wrote and to you know a whole bunch of other stuff we're doing right now no and i think that's a really important point that you're making, David, is that, you know, to, to have these aha moments, to have these light bulbs go off, you have to work that creative muscle. You know, so many people don't spend the time to actually sit down and to write things out and to plan things and to just kind of noodle over things in their minds, you know, wherever they might be. And, you know, they just kind of let the busyness of the work and they go from task to task to task. And for us as entrepreneurs, Fire Nation, we have to give ourselves time to breathe. We need to give our brains time to breathe, but then we also need to be challenging that creative muscle that we have, 
you know, by writing these things down, by writing down ideas that we're having and then, you know, saying why they, this would work and why this wouldn't work to get that creative muscle going to, it can get to the point where it's strong enough to be having these light bulb moments, to be having these great ahas as David did have. And David kind of, you know, it might have something to do with this moment that you had, or it could be something completely separate, but can you just take maybe a minute right now and just share with our listeners your proudest entrepreneurial moment? The best moment for me from an entrepreneurial standpoint was actually the moment when, um, and this goes back to this learning.com example, you know, we'd gone through uh, surviving the dot bomb thing, we'd come (laughs) up out of the ashes, we'd survived this nightmare week where we nearly blew up our customers, Uh, we had turned that around, we had won these huge school districts. Um, and, uh, and we were submitted for a, an award for the International Software Association. It's sort of like the, the Emmys or the Oscars of software. And it was a big black tie event in uh, Hotel Del Carnado, right you know, down the road from you. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was this big, it's a big annual sort of gala where they announced the winners of these uh, awards. And I, I wasn't actually there, but our CEO was there in attendance because we were one of the finalists. And, uh, one of the greatest moments, the proudest moments was when he called me up right after he got off the stage. He called me up and said, you're not going to believe this, but we won. <laughs> we won in our category. And the other winners on the stage were Apple and Adobe and you know uh, Microsoft. There's all these other huge organizations and there's little tiny learning.com, you know, these, just these little crazies up in Portland, Oregon, who's sat down and figured out how to pull this off. And and it was just a huge moment to kind of revel in and say, you know, because that was all peer reviewed. So uh, a lot of other software uh, uh, leaders and executives had had looked at all of the nominations, and uh, and and we were chosen in our category in education. And I, it was just a great moment. It was one of those where you go, you know, it's all blood, sweat, and tears. It's working till two in the mornings again and again. It's surviving all of this stuff. And I think it was just this moment to kind of just go, wow, wow, we pulled this thing off. And uh, coupled with that was some big wins on some huge school districts that just, you know, catapulted the company forward into full success. And, uh, and it was just, it was just a moment where you just, you just want to pause for a minute and, and kind of just soak it in and just realize it was all worth it. You know, we, we, we gave it everything we had and then some, and, uh, and to just come out on top was just unbelievable. Mm. I mean, that is just an amazing moment. You know, all of that blood, sweat, and tears that you just poured into your company. I mean, your life, your soul into that. And then to have that kind of recognition from just the industry leaders and the experts, I mean, is just beyond, beyond. And, and David, you know, that is just a great example of something that, you know, you're incredibly proud of. And fast forwarding to today to talk about present times, what would you want to share with Fire Nation right now if you could just break it down into one thing that has you most fired up today? The thing that just seems to just get a hold of me is, the, and then the more I've spent time in this, you know, having done a lot of product development work and now doing a lot of research around how people innovate, it's, it's just fascinating to me how people create value. And, you know, I think if we look back over the last couple of decades, particularly across corporate America, so much of the emphasis has been on cost reduction, on business process streamlining, on trying to squeeze and, and, and sort of make more efficient 
the business enterprises out there. And I, what I feel right now is that there's just this resurgence around new value creation. How do we drive top-line revenue? How do we create new products? How do we just differentiate big time? And that, to me, is the heart of what I see going, across, going, uh, going on all across, not only across the U.S., but around the world, is this, is this entrepreneurial spirit that exists that seems to be just not only flourishing in the traditional entrepreneurial ventures, small businesses, new startups, but also especially in bigger organizations where they're saying, what can we do to ignite this entrepreneurial spirit inside of our companies? How can we not act like a stodgy old sort of behemoth that became very successful and is now trying to reinvent itself? Um, I'm seeing that as I meet with big companies all over the country and with leadership teams, people are asking the question, what can we do to ignite that fire in all of our people, not just those in the R&D group or not just those that are tasked with doing that kind of a thing, but everyone in the jobs they have, how do we get them thinking differently? And that just that just excites me because that's the stuff that... Uh, that economies are made of. That's the stuff that businesses are made of. And that's the stuff that careers are made of. It's that stuff, that difference-making stuff. And I just see a, a, a resurgence in that like I've never seen it before. And it, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive while we see those juices flowing everywhere. Well, David, I love your passion. I love your excitement. I love your excessive use of the word ignite because it's one of my favorite words as well. It goes perfectly with the entrepreneur on fire brand. So all this stuff is just leading into amazing things holding for you in the future and for Fire Nation, you as well. I mean, we are living in these amazing times. And David, we are about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Sleep. It's one of the first things that we're willing to give up, yet the most integral thing when it comes to helping our bodies function at full capacity. You do want to function at full capacity, right? Well, I speak from personal experience when I say that having a mattress with just the right sink and just the right bounce to cuddle up on each night helps. Introducing Casper. I just received my Casper mattress and I love it. Casper offers an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Perfect for us entrepreneurs who are looking for better nights and brighter days. Casper even offers a risk-free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days and if you don't like it, send it back free 
free of charge. If you're ready for better nights and brighter days, visit casper.com slash fire and use promo code fire to get $50 towards any mattress purchase. That's casper.com slash fire promo code fire. David, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yeah. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think it was just the uh, the concern of odd. Ah, you know, do you have to le- do you have to risk everything? You know, am I going to lose my house? Am I going to am I going <laughs> to you know am I going to crash and burn? Are you living under a bridge? Exactly. Going <laughs> oh, that idea just didn't work out. <laughs> Love so I think it. it was the risk risk of failure. What is the best advice, David, you've ever received? For me, I think it's been around helping others create value. If you're just thinking about how do I create value for me, you lose out on a lot of possibilities. Ultimately, you've got to create value that other people love. And if you do that, you, you, you deliver huge value. And people come to that and want to buy that and want to be associated with that and want to join something where value is being created. And if you can help other people create value, all the biggest and best products out there have helped other people create their value. And by as a byproduct almost, you get value back to you and your organization. David, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? listening. I, I think it's kind of an old-fashioned concept, but really listening. Not, not just kind of taking it in, but really listening, asking questions, really having deep conversations with people, sparks new ideas and new thoughts, particularly with people you're not usually talking to, people that are outside of your own discipline. Those conversations yield incredible new ideas. And having those conversations and really listening provokes fresh thinking and, and new innovation. David, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I'm a huge fan of Forbes from, from just getting I, new ideas. You know, I write for Forbes every, every week, but uh, a lot of my colleagues just have some fascinating ideas and thoughts that, again, just spark new ideas. Love that. And David, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Well, that one's pretty easy. <laughs> I, uh, I love great work. Uh, <laughs> it's the book that, uh, that we just produced. So, uh, but the, the reason I love it is because I've heard from people who've read it, they've been inspired by discovering how accessible it is to create differences how accessible it is to actually innovate. So many people want to innovate, but they're a little intimidated by it. They don't know quite how to do it. I had a guy come up to me and say, all my career I've had people say, think outside the box, but no one ever tells you how to do that. And what you've done with this book and this research is laid open for people to see what people are actually doing that, that, uh, that innovate and that, and that do great work. And so uh, hopefully that will in- inspire anybody in whatever role they're in to come up with new groundbreaking ideas that drive new value. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. 
David, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd enjoy that next seven days. Holy smokes. I'd be on the beach in San Diego. I'd I'd grab the surfboard and I'd be out there. Enjoying life. And David, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Parting guidance again. Go go out and make a difference that people love. Best way to connect with me is uh, either on Twitter at David underscore Sturt. Uh, you can come and, uh, and, and see our resources at greatwork.com and uh, look forward to hearing from you. Awesome. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with David and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type David in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And David, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, find out the top five strategies to grow your podcast audience on the free podcast workshop that Kate and I host every week. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 